Hey there, and welcome to the Well Sisters podcast, the show dedicated to supporting and guiding women living with hormonal imbalances and stubborn symptoms to feel good in their bodies, build hope and confidence, and awaken their feminine power. I'm your host, Robin Strigley, certified nutritional practitioner, and these conversations will provide actionable tools and techniques to support your physical, mental, and emotional health on your journey to your highest well-being. Hello, well sister, and welcome back to the podcast. I've got a good one for you today. We are here to talk about testing your hormones, the what, when, and how. Testing can be incredibly helpful when you are on a healing journey, whether you have a diagnosis like PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, whatever, or you don't, but you know that you've got a lot of symptoms going on, testing is uh, incredibly important. The key though with testing is to make sure that you get the right tests for you, that you do them during the right time, either in the day or during your menstrual cycle, and that you know the difference between what's considered quote unquote normal from your doctor or average, let's say, and what's actually optimal and where you're going to feel your best. So in this episode, I'm going to share why we test hormones, which hormones to consider testing when to test hormones, what to do when results come back normal despite feeling awful, and a bit of a special focus on the Dutch test, which is a really specific test that uses urine to test many different hormones and their metabolites. It's one of my absolute favorites, and so I'm excited to share more about it with you. But we're going to start with the basics. So why do we want to test hormones? Well, first of all, they can provide a picture of what's going on in your body. This is helpful When you're looking for a diagnosis, perhaps if you don't have one, it's helpful if you have a diagnosis and you're checking in on how your body is doing. And it's helpful to do testing about every six to 12 months as a bit of a regular check-in so that you can figure out why you're experiencing certain symptoms, uh, especially because there's so many symptoms that could come from different sources. So for example, you may be experiencing fatigue, right? You feel tired a lot. There's so many different reasons for fatigue that doing testing can really help you pinpoint that. Or if you are struggling to lose weight, there's a lot of different reasons for that. And so looking at tests like hormones, different hormones and seeing where you're at can really help you find why your body is resistant to that. Or if you're struggling with fertility or menstrual cycle and period problems right? It can help illuminate what might be going on there. Another example would be like, if you're experiencing heavy periods, this could mean estrogen dominance or low iron or low thyroid or all three or other things, right? But you won't know for sure what's causing the heavy periods unless you do some testing. So let's talk about which hormones we want to test. It really depends on the issues you're experiencing. And I highly recommend working with a practitioner who can help you decide. Um, You know, doctors are typically who we go to to get lab tests, especially blood work or ultrasounds, things like that requisitioned. Some of the tests that I will be speaking about today are not ones that you will receive from your doctor, but they are often even more effective. But the key is finding a practitioner who's not just going to order, you know, a base blood panel. And as long as there's no crazy highs or lows, isn't going to do any more work for you into looking into why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, right? And this might be an experience you've had, as have I. Gone to the doctor, practically had to beg to get some tests done. You know, they finally agree. You go and get the blood test only to get a call or go see them to be told everything is normal. 
right? And so that can be very frustrating. So you want to be working with someone who, even if results come back, quote unquote, normal, and you're having symptoms is going to be like, okay, so we need to do some deeper digging, right? And if you don't have that type of practitioner in your life, it doesn't have to be a doctor, naturopaths, nutritionists like myself, there are lots of different people who can get certain tests for you. Find someone who you resonate with. um, And that way you'll be able to get the test that you need and the proper analysis. Okay, that's my little PSA. In order to help be more specific here for this episode, I'm going to recommend some of my favorite tests for those who are experiencing period issues, menstrual cycle related issues, or fertility issues. And this is with or without a diagnosis. So you could have PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, et cetera, or just be struggling with, not just, or could be struggling with PMS, fertility struggles of unknown causes. Like there's so many different reasons here. If you suspect there's an issue with your hormones relating to your period, your menstrual cycle, or fertility, The tests that I typically recommend for my clients include LH, which is luteinizing hormone, FSH, which is follicle stimulating hormone, estradiol, which is the main estrogen we produce pre-menopausally, progesterone, free testosterone, and DHEA sulfate. It's also potentially helpful to get a full thyroid panel. So looking at TSH, which is the one that our doctors will typically look at, it's called thyroid stimulating hormone. The problem is they usually test this and no other thyroid values. And TSH is not actually a thyroid hormone. It's a hormone in your brain that tells your thyroid to make thyroid hormones. So it is not a good indicator by itself, typically of thyroid problems. Additionally, the range for thyroid is so wide that if you are within that, even though you're maybe having very obvious thyroid related symptoms, your doctor's not going to look any further. So I recommend a full thyroid panel, which includes TSH, but also includes free T3, which is the active form of thyroid hormone, free T4, which is like a, the thyroid hormone before it's been activated into T3, as well as TPO and TG antibodies. So these are two thyroid antibodies. And the reason I like to see these tested is because many cases of hypothyroidism specifically are autoimmune in nature. It means that your body is basically attacking the thyroid gland because it thinks that it's an invader, even though it's not, right? It's a miscommunication in your body. So you really want to look at antibodies as well. The last thing that I recommend in terms of hormones when you have period, menstrual, or fertility issues is looking at cortisol, which is one of our main stress hormones. It affects so many different things in our bodies every single minute of the day. You can learn a lot more about this on episode three of the podcast, a little known way to balance your hormones. And when it comes to cortisol, we want to do a diurnal cortisol. So typically if you go to a doctor and they're going to test your cortisol levels, they're going to do a blood test. This blood test of cortisol is literally just going to show you what your cortisol is doing at that precise moment in time. Cortisol actually has a daily pattern. So it's highest in the morning. And then by the time you go to bed, it's at its lowest point for the day. And this pattern is very important. If you have a reverse pattern or it's too low all day or it's too high all day, it can cause a lot of problems, but you'll never know by doing a cortisol blood test. It's just a blip in time. It's a very useless result unless it comes back extremely high or extremely low out of range. And like TSH, cortisol blood ranges are extremely wide. So it's not a very useful test. So those would be hormones. 
if you're struggling in addition to the period and menstrual issues with metabolic issues like weight gain, inability to lose weight, perhaps you've been diagnosed with PCOS, or maybe you have diabetes, things like that, then it's helpful to look at some markers like HbA1c, which is kind of like an average of what your blood sugar has been doing over the last three months, a fasting glucose and insulin, uh, cholesterol markers and triglycerides can also be very helpful. And lastly, I want to mention that I just really love the Dutch test. We're going to talk more about this soon, but basically it means dried urine test for comprehensive hormones, Dutch. I love this one because it's not just looking at the hormones themselves. So like if you go and get a blood test for estrogen, right, it's not just looking at estrogen, but it's looking at the metabolites of estrogen. So for example, you can have a totally normal level of estrogen on a blood test, but you can have loads of estrogen related symptoms, perhaps like heavy periods, clots in your flow, pain, cysts, endometriosis growth, fibroids, pain, uh, or changes in your breast throughout your cycle. Like there's so many different symptoms, but a blood test of just estrogen on its own can look totally normal. And so that what the Dutch test does is it looks at how your body is metabolizing these hormones. And so it might be that you metabolize estrogen in a more problematic pathway, right? And so when you know that you can support it and we'll get more into that. Now let's talk about when to test. I'm going to be super real with you on this one. This is one that a lot of doctors get wrong. The exception being perhaps some fertility specialists who are tracking hormones and things throughout your entire menstrual cycle. Okay. If they're doing any cycle tracking, otherwise they tend to do it wrong. (laughs) They do it at the wrong time in your menstrual cycle, which basically means that your results are going to be pretty useless unless like the other things we've been talking about, they're just way, way out of whack. For example, a random estradiol, which is an estrogen on its own, is really going to say nothing unless it's crazy high. And for most women, it isn't going to be. So when do we test certain hormones? Let's go through the ones that I've recommended in our in our previous chat. So LH, luteinizing hormone, FSH, follicle stimulating hormone, and estradiol should be tested on cycle day three. The reason for this is that when we are at the very beginning of our menstrual cycle, so cycle day one being the first day of full red flow, so no spotting or anything, first day of full red flow. So you do this on cycle day three, your hormones are all very low at this point. And so this is a really good point in time to compare these three levels together to see what's happening in your body. Progesterone, on the other hand, is often tested on cycle day 21. And the reason why doctors recommend this, and I don't, (laughs) is because they assume a 28 day normal cycle where you ovulate on day 14. However, even if you do have a regular 28 day cycle, you are not necessarily ovulating on day 14. And even if you do ovulate on day 14, this cycle, it doesn't mean you won't in the next cycle and things like that. What you really want to be doing here when you're testing progesterone and possibly estradiol again at this point in time is about seven days after ovulation. So whenever ovulation happens for you, whether it's cycle day 14 or cycle day 75, it doesn't matter. You add seven days to that. uh, And that's approximately the best time to be looking at progesterone and possibly estrogen again, just to see the ratio of the two. The thyroid hormones that I mentioned are often best done in the morning because that's when our levels tend to be highest. The blood sugar markers that I mentioned are best if done fasted typically, but your doctor or whoever you're working with will kind of guide you on that route. Then the cortisol, as I said, is best when we do a diurnal cortisol. So this means that you test your cortisol four times throughout the day. Typically it's first uh, thing upon waking and then mid morning and then afternoon or evening, like before dinner-ish. 
and then before bed. And the idea of testing it these four times is to see what your daily pattern looks like and compare it to what an optimal cortisol pattern would be through the day. Um, this can be done through urine. So as in the Dutch test or can be done with saliva. So you get a saliva test at home, you spit in a tube four times a day, you send it into a lab and they let you know. Like I said, blood testing for cortisol is pretty useless unless you are having an extreme, either very, very high or very, very low. The Dutch test. So Dutch makes many different variations of their tests, but there's two main ones that I want to mention here. The main one that I use with my clients is called the Dutch complete. So this test is best done in your luteal phase at about seven days post ovulation, just like the progesterone blood test that I mentioned. Their cycle mapping test, which is also really cool, will direct you when to take the test throughout the menstrual cycle. So basically the Dutch cycle mapping is looking at estrogen and progesterone throughout your entire menstrual cycle to see the ups and downs. This is a really good one if you struggle with irregular cycles, if you have PCOS, if you are struggling with fertility issues as well, or if you find that you have symptoms throughout your entire menstrual cycle, it can be useful to look at your markers throughout the entire cycle to see what's happening so that you can pinpoint issues and target them specifically. So what do we do when results come back normal despite having a lot of symptoms? Number one, make sure the testing was done at the correct times. So some of the things that I just mentioned should help guide you in that direction. Feel free to reach out and ask me anything that you want about this making sure you're looking at optimal versus average ranges. So this is what I was talking about at the beginning that doctors are just not doing. They're not looking at optimal ranges. Typically, there are some good ones out there who will. Okay, but typically what happens is when you get a blood test, the doctor receives the results laid out on a, on a document and it provides your value and it provides what's considered an average range. If you are within range, nothing gets flagged on that document. However, if you're very high above the range or if you're below the range, that will get flagged on that document. And so when your doctor is looking at your test results, typically they're doing it very quickly and they use their eyes to scan for any of those flags. If they don't see any flags, you're not going to get a call to tell you there's anything wrong or they're going to say everything's normal. But average ranges are not optimal. All right, I want to stress this. Okay, super, super important. I literally hear about this every single day from women on my Instagram, from new clients who are coming to me, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, I've had tests because I'll say, oh, what do you think about this? Have you investigated this? Oh yeah, I did. My doctor said it was normal. Well, you don't feel well, do you? <laughs> right? If you're not feeling well, if you're having symptoms and you're getting tests and everything is quote unquote normal, this is incorrect. This is advice a woman in her power is not going to stand for, right? This is when you go get a second opinion. This is when you see a different practitioner, if that's the case. Anyway, my little soapbox. The Dutch test, like I said before, I really prefer this because it looks at hormone metabolites. Okay, so let's talk more about this Dutch test so that you can love it as much as I do. <laughs> as I said, it's the dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. I love this test because... Not only does it test the normal hormones you might get done on a blood test, such as estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, etc., but it's also going to look at the metabolites of these hormones. So what this means is it's looking at how your body is using these hormones. And within your body, there's different ways that hormones can be metabolized. There's different pathways. And so for you, you may have a normal estrogen result 
but loads of estrogen symptoms, as we talked about before, because your body is metabolizing estrogen in a more problematic pathway, leading to symptoms, even though the overall level might be quote unquote normal on a blood test. So I love looking at these metabolites, because when you see that, you can then target those specific pathways to switch yourself into a healthier pathway to reduce your symptoms. And so the Dutch complete test, which is my favorite one, tests all the typical hormones like estrogen, progesterone, and their metabolites, testosterone and other androgen hormones and their metabolites, DHEA, you know, the, st- the stuff that your, your doctor might test with your blood, but this is through urine. So you literally pee on a piece of paper and send it into the lab. It's, it couldn't be simpler. Uh, no poke needed, right? And it's also going to look at the diurnal cortisol. So four times through the day, it's looking at your cortisol level. Plus it tests things like melatonin, organic acids, which is vitamin B12, vitamin B6, glutathione, which is a measure of how well your, your liver is functioning and other things. Okay. So it's incredibly comprehensive. That's why they call it the Dutch complete. It's a very complex test, but having all of these results together paints a fabulous picture of what's going on in your body and how your body is using the hormones that you're producing. So it allows you to get much more specific in, let's say the foods that you're choosing or what you're doing throughout the day to help with stress hormones like cortisol and the rhythms of that the foods that you're choosing to eat, the supplements you choose to buy, right? All of those things. So let's talk about how to Dutch. Okay. You can literally go, I think it's dutchtest.com or something like that. You can literally go and buy the test yourself off of their website. However, I do not recommend it because like I said, it's a very complex subject matter, this test. And so while you can on your own, go buy the test, do it yourself at home, send it to the lab and they'll send you your results. It is like a 10 page report or more, I don't know, somewhere in that range. It's a super long report that you receive. And without knowing how to interpret it, spending the money on the test is going to be useless because you won't be able to put it into, you know, practical action steps. You can definitely go on the Dutch test website. You can buy it yourself. But what I prefer is going through a practitioner. So like coming to someone like me and saying, hey, you know what? I want to do a Dutch test. And so I send you the kit. You do the kit. You pee on the paper four times in a day. You send it back to the lab. I, as the practitioner, receive the results a couple of weeks later. And then we come together to review the results and create a plan of action moving forward. I like this because you can get super specific and it will help you make sense of the results of this extremely useful test. I wanted to give like a practical example of this, right? So for example, DIM or D-I-M is a very popular supplement right now, especially for those who feel like they have estrogen dominance issues, heavy bleeding, clots with the bleeding, irregular cycles, pain with your cycles, breast issues, like so on and so forth, right? Estrogen dominance. And lots of women come to me and they're on DIM. And I almost always take my clients off of DIM because DIM can be helpful in very specific situations. But if you do the Dutch test and you see that you are metabolizing estrogen in a pathway that DIM does not support, you're literally wasting your money, which is why so often I'll say, okay, so you've been on the DIM, you know, maybe they've been on it two or three months, but they've noticed no results or perhaps even symptom flare-ups, right? Because DIM is not supportive to the pathway that you need support it, right? So you're just wasting your money and your time buying supplements like DIM and taking them and they're not working. 
So this is very complex subject matter. And I want to share with you that it is absolutely okay to ask for help. Be aware that you might not get the help you need from your doctor. I know that in our society, right, we are, I don't want to say brainwashed, um, <laughs> but we are told that they are the experts on our bodies. Doctors, not ourselves, even though we live in our bodies 24-7, the doctors are the experts on our bodies. And so we're supposed to go to them anytime we have a problem with our body and that they're going to take good care of us. Yes, there are absolutely good ones out there, 100%. But for the most part, they're not digging deep into levels, right? Like I said, if stuff's not being flagged on a normal blood test, if they even give you normal blood tests, they're not looking into it more, okay? Especially if they come back normal, even though you have a lot of symptoms. Doing tests like this, whether it's blood tests at the right times, the right ones, whatever that we talked about, whether it's doing something like a Dutch test where you pee on a paper and you get all these wonderful results, this is for women who are over going to a doctor time and again, only to be told that things are normal and who want to rise above all of this guessing bullshit and are ready to dive into taking inspired and informed action. That's why tests are so helpful. That's why I love them so much. I love the detective work, sitting with results from a client, Dutch or otherwise, being able to go through that and understand what's happening in their body on a deeper level so that we're not guessing anymore. Is it thyroid? Is it not? Should I take the dim? Should I not? Right? We're not doing this guessing anymore. We're taking informed action. We're taking inspired action together in order to get you where you want to go, which is, you know, reducing or reversing as many symptoms as possible so that you can feel as good as possible. Everything we talk about on this podcast, the end goal or the full mission is to feel as good as you can possibly feel physically, of course, but also mentally, emotionally, and potentially spiritually as well in your body, in who you are as a woman. When you have deep imbalances going on that may not show up on normal blood work, it can seem impossible to get there, right? Because you're trying all these things and, well, I guess there's nothing really wrong with me or I just have to live with this. It's just who I am. It is what it is, right? Things, statements like that, that hold us back. But when you are able to see detailed results, like from the Dutch or something similar, that's where that informed action comes. That's where the real results come from on the physical plane. If you're curious about the Dutch testing, I am accepting clients for Dutch testing and review. So feel free to reach out to me. Or if you have any questions about this episode, feel free to reach out to me. Okay, don't hesitate. I'm here to support you with whatever you need clarification on, whatever questions you have, or if you want to dive into doing testing like this, you can reach me at robin at thehormonediva.com. It's robin with a Y, R-O-B-Y-N at thehormonediva.com. Or feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at thehormonediva on there. You will find both of those places linked in the show notes of this episode as well. Hey, well, sister, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'm beyond grateful you've shared your time with me today. And if you'd like to connect with me about this episode to share your thoughts or ask a question, I invite you to send me a DM on Instagram at the hormone diva. Then take a moment and head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. This helps me to know how to serve you better and helps this show reach more women in need. See you next time.